Did the new year begin with a list of goals or resolutions you wanted to work on in 2024? Well, how's that going? How are you doing at achieving those desired results? Rob Jackson, a licensed counselor with Focus on the Family's Counseling Service Departments, helping us move forward in meeting our goals, even if we've slowed down or even fallen off the resolution terrain. So good morning, Rob. Good morning, Deb. All right. So for those of us who have, um, let's say, hit a bumpy road when it comes to all those uh, resolutions and goals and eh, I'm going to do it this year. How do we handle that? We're, you know, we're halfway through a little more than halfway through February or so. How do we how do we deal with oops? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question, Seth. I think part of it is just really taking an honest assessment of a couple of things. Did I set the resolutions according to my values? I mean, is it really an important one for me? Or just one of those that I read about and thought, yeah, I'll do that. Um, so did I set it according to a high priority? And then the second is, was I realistic? Yeah. In this season of my life, have I overplanned? Uh, am I already so stretched that I can't add anything new? And if I did try to add something new, did I remove something old? Mm, that is a good point. Yeah. Because we can't just keep stuffing things into our life without getting rid of some stuff. That's right. So maybe that's a good place to start. Let's say um, that our schedule is completely full and we wanted to add something that's very important to us. Maybe it was a, a Bible study group we wanted to mm -hmm. put into our schedule. How do people start to do that? Well, how do they know what to get rid of? I think it's much like money. You know, you've got fixed expenses and you've got some discretionary things. And so when you're really stopping to think about, okay, the, the Bible study is something that I really want to have fixed in my schedule. Is that important to me? But I look at something else, and maybe it has value, but it's, at this season in my life, it's not going to have an equal value. So I'm going to have to let something else go. It could be a hobby, for example. It could be a volunteer you know, position that you have served at faithfully, but right now you need to take a respite, maybe a sabbatical. And so it goes back to thinking through, how do I prioritize what's most important with the resources I have? You know, if we're getting started on something, I'm trying to run off of what you just said. If we're getting started, we have this goal in mind. Oh, I want to mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. And then we actually don't do it. Was the desire to do the thing in the first place, or are we are we reacting from outside influence, not what we actually want to do? Maybe it's something we think we're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we hear so much about what people are doing. I mean, we see it on Facebook, everybody presenting their best through social media. Right. Like, yeah, I want to run to 5K too, but I really don't have the value for that in my life, or I don't have the time to set aside training. And so I chose that goal on an impulse rather than really stopping and thinking, now, I need to consider the cost of this. Do I have the time? Now, this is definitely on my bucket list. It's something I want to do. Right. But is this the season for that in light of my marriage, our kids, where we are financially, or maybe just what's going on with my extended family? Part of this is just self-awareness and being patient with where you are in the moment. So, Rob, if somebody has determined at this point that their New Year's resolution is just not going to happen this year or that goal is just not going to happen, mm -hmm. are, are you saying that we shouldn't feel guilty about it? 
how should we evaluate what we should do next? In right. other words, should we think that we're just not disciplined enough for it, or is it okay to let it go? Or Yeah, yeah. those are tough, tough yeah. choices, because how do you know what direction to go in? Yeah. Well, one thing I encourage people to do, rather than thinking one day a year I'm going to set resolutions for the other 364, begin to live your life in seven-day containers. So this is a very Sabbath-minded activity, but maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday weekly. Assess, how did I spend my time this last week? Did I, did I manage it well? And where would, have I had, where would I have had time to put in that thing, that thing that I really value? And over the next seven days, how can I shift some things so that I'm living out of my values and my priorities? So that way, you're really never getting behind more than seven days at a time. You're always able to catch up. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, And playing off of that, we had a conversation with an individual sometime back. And, you know, I asked the question, it's like, you know, what are you thinking about for your future? That kind of thing. And the response is, I don't think about my future. I do what God is telling me to do today, and I don't worry about anything else. Is that going too far with the whole not planning, or is that healthy? Well, the Bible talks about even considering the way of the ant. You know, apparently there's some work ethic there, and uh, I believe that we do want to stay focused on the moment with the Holy Spirit, but I think that there's some reasonable planning versus like considering the cost of building the tower you know, before you break ground. Mm-hmm. Are you actually going to be able to finish this building? Well, that's going to require some planning ahead. Also, one of the scriptures that I love, you know, it just really resonates every time I share it with anybody. It's the second half of Proverbs twelve twenty. Those who plan for peace have joy. So planning really does involve a future orientation, but it has to be carried out one day at a time. So, Rob, I'm going to use a personal example because I would love to be able to go home every day after work and do a little exercising. But when I get home, I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. I end up not doing it, and then I get stuck doing all the other stuff, you know, looking at the bills, looking at the accounts, things like that, that is daily life, cleaning the house, that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So what would you say to somebody who's just just so exhausted after a full day of work, I I feel like I just can't do what I really want to do? Well, I resonate with that. I'm 63. I get that at my age. And I think I've been a tired personality (laughs) most of my life anyway. And so really, you know, begin to think in what we call approach goals. So you have a larger goal, like I want to walk an hour a day. Well, good, but if you're not working at all, you're not going to start at an hour. Mm. So when you take the trash out to the dumpster, you know, it might take three minutes. So could you take a 10-minute walk? I like just, that. Just 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, that's it. And then really begin to build that, that routine up where it's not just about walking, but it's about a downtime, just just time to kind of, go offline for a bit. And this uh, this may seem like a silly question, but if we've gone on, you know, we've fallen off the wagon, we've gone off the diet, we've just, mm-hmm. we've just, you know, completely made a, a right-hand turn on all of it, mm-hmm. 
is it okay to just say, okay, I'm going to reset and I'm going to try again, but I'm going to try and set more realistic goals, but I'm going to try again? Or are we just setting ourselves up? It's like, okay, you didn't do it the first time. What makes you think you're going to do it this time? What do right. you suggest? Yeah. One of the terms we'll use in, in my work is called cognitive flexibility. So if you say, you know what, I am so far off of my goals here it is mid-February, and I haven't really done anything I planned on January the 1st. I'm just going to forget it. I'm not going to even try until next January the 1st. That's cognitive rigidity. Mm. It's also sort of an all-or-nothing approach. Mm. So really, it's like that old adage, when you fall off the horse, get back on it. Right. Now, you may have to think through again, I'm going to, I'm going to exercise 10 minutes, not an hour. Yeah. And I hope to build it up by five-minute increments over several weeks, yeah, you know. But by all means, begin uh, again, absolutely. This is so practical. Yeah. I think as people, we're so impatient. Mm-hmm. We just want to do our goal now. I want to lose weight now. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Yeah. And yeah. this is such a practical way to move forward, Rob. Thank you so much. Some great helpful advice for those of us who want to achieve things but our feeling maybe that we've bitten off too much that we can't do it. Well, I hope people will find something useful because we're all in the same boat. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, as always, very, very much. Appreciate you. Appreciate what you do. And thanks for stopping uh, by our little program and and, uh, throwing your wisdom at us. We greatly appreciate it. That's my joy. Thanks so much for the invitation.